eyes off me, you damn dirty ape! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thank Grod. It is a Friday. Time to get bananas, and now we know how to spell it, Eric. Thank God for knew. that gem. Gwen Stefani. Well, she's calling you dumb. She's not calling me dumb. I realized this before we started recording. Yeah, I told you. I, I always I, I start smelling bananas. And I get lost. I get lost in it. Like, I get lost in your eyes, Eric, is what happens to me you when I'm doing it. walking down the street all of a sudden, where am I? Yeah, well, what's going on? And how do you spell potato? Problems, Eric. I'm not the uh, world's strongest speller, right? I, I'm not a handsome man. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm just here to get bananas. I'm not here for a spelling bee, Eric. That's all I say. Thank you, Gwen. You are a gem of gems. I don't care what Eric says about you, but we have a couple books here tonight, as we usually do, and the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> they ended up picking what we had been doing. The Big event books. The they big event saw books, right? The TGIF Fridays going on over here. And they said, We want to play too. They took the tie in events that we had going on previously on this show and said, It's all for us, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew over at patreon.com slash weird science. God, Eric, thank you. Uh, yeah, if you want to listen to what ends up being our weekly spotlight over there on the Patreon, as Eric said, you end up, we had the Teen Titans Academy. And the Wonder Girl trial of the Amazons deal, and it, it threw me because I never, ever thought that the Teen Titans Academy would have been picked. They wanted that War for Earth 3 goodness. They wanted it. But nobody got that. Nobody got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody did. What we ended up having is a, a bit of a, a yell fest. Eric. I couldn't believe you no, were no, yelling no. so it, much. It takes more than one person to have a fest in my mind. Uh, well, you were there with me. I, I was yelling, yelling, right? You were guilty by association, I would say. And I think I yelled enough for both of us. But I, I calmed down by the end because I was losing my so you voice. you ran out of steam. You got tired, you old man. I did run out of steam. S-T-E-E-A-M, Eric, right? I'm just going to I'm gonna chant everything like Gwen from now on, just so everybody knows how to spell things. But we end up having a pretty so cool deal. I, I'll never get it right. I'll blame Gwen then. That's how I do things, Eric. And so we end up, we have to pick what we were going to do. And, and Rogues, number one, came out this week. It's Black, black label. label. We don't usually deal with a lot of the Black Label stuff. Elseworld. The, the big things that we did... Where the bat cat, but that's because it continued from the Tom King stuff. Yes. Well, where I said, listen, we have a couple options here this week. We have, you know, the Aquaman Green Arrow Deep Target, which is hyper time type deal. Or maybe we could slip this rogues in and you said right away. I mean, you were basically in when we get to the rogues book, you were Mick. With the idea, I didn't even have to tell you the whole plan. You want to do this instead? Yes. Yeah, you're like, yes. All right, we'll do it. I even said maybe you should. The no, wacky I'm time in. travel adventures of Arthur Curry and Oliver Queen with Doctor Dinosaur. I'm out. I don't need to deal with it anymore because it never made any sense. No, it did not. Not. And again, if, in case anybody doesn't know, maybe you're tuning in for the first time. The reason that we call that hyper time is because it's a story that's out of continuity. But instead of calling it elsewhere, we're going to call it hyper time because it isn't worth being an elseworld. Yeah, that's what the weird thing is. It's almost like, hey. It's an Elseworld, but not good enough. Hypertime. Yeah, so you say it's Hypertime, and you have actually cracked the code before. Seven issues equals Hypertime. That's right. I made fun of you. I yelled at me. Seems like you're right. I mean, when you're right, you're right, Eric, but sometimes you're left over but like you. That feels right. Yes, that left does feel right a lot of times, Eric. If you Stranger. Know what, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, my. But here we are. We're getting bananas already, Eric, and we're going to go into these books where you end up where Test Force Z, we really liked it at one point. It was one of those books we were really excited about. 
I'm hoping you can convince me to like this a little more. I don't hate it, but I'm starting to get bored with the premise a bit, and I need something to pick me up maybe well, when I'm Well, that's the thing is the idea of what the premise is has drastically changed at this point in time. It almost feels like an act and a thing, like we're done this act and we're moving on to our final act, even though we're only halfway done the series. But what the series started out has fundamentally changed completely by the end of this issue. So you're left at the end here, like, where do we go from here? Because I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. And now with that, do you think it couldn't possibly be that they didn't realize that Amanda Waller at one point was going to go off to Earth 3, right? You would think that that would have been known. But a lot of things that are going on now, because it seems like this was leading to something with Amanda Waller now. Uh Uh-oh, she's gone. Let's go. And maybe that was always the plan or whatever, but it felt weird. And I, I just don't know. If I'm that excited about it now, like you say, have a little bit of a twist here and, and the changing of everything. But give us the credits and we'll go into it. Task Force Z, number six, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Jack Herbert, Adriana Lucas, and Rob Lee. And in this issue, we continue where we left off, where Jason Todd was being tortured by the KG Beast after he you know, previously killed the zombie Lloyd Fulton dead shot. So he's back in the gray saddle. But we can always bring our boy Floyd back, but... He was interrupted in uh, torturing Jason Todd because Two-Face had come to his rescue with a zombie Mr. Freeze and a zombie Bane. That's where we pick off here. And it's such a weird situation because you do get your like big old action scene going on with you know these characters, zombie Bane, zombie Mr. Freeze, uh, taking on KG Beast. And it goes on and it actually is really cool. But for some reason, the way this book is with the idea where you do, people are going to die, you're going to have zombies come back to life because that's the premise. When the KG beast just goes and activates like a predator self-destruct kind of thing and kills himself to try to kill everybody else, like, that didn't feel like KG beast to me. I don't know. It didn't. And what I also have problems with in this issue, and we've had this, you know, recently a lot more, it seems, but it's probably not even that much. It's just that it, it annoys me, that jumping back in time, seeing how things were set up. Seeing the origins, Jim. And with that... Some of this ended up where, yeah, you had these fight scenes, really cool, and then you kind of have to go back again. And then it, it always it messes up the pacing for me in this whole deal, really putting out the idea by the end that the big bad is, is Mr. Bloom, which, you know, makes me laugh anyway. Which has been the entire time. For we the don't most really part. like Mr. Bloom that much, but it's okay. But when you're going through this to see how all this came to be and how they were making the Lazarus resin and how they were getting all this together. I don't know. It just it didn't interest me as much as maybe at the beginning of the series. And maybe it was just like I said, maybe it was the way that they were telling this. But it also some of it, like you said, the Mr. Bloom reveal, not even reveal, but to say, hey, that's that's not new. And and a lot of these things well, felt a like a little bit is too the idea, because this whole thing is I don't even know what Mr. Bloom is playing with, because in this issue, we also find out in the origins where Jerry Powers and like, you know, Powers and Industries was working on the Lazarus resin. They had doctors and scientists involved here. We had co- the cloned women that we saw previously in the chop shop with uh, with Two-Face and everything like that. But we have Resurrection Man working there. We have Mr. Bloom working there. And they are working on the Lazarus resin. And it's all working out. And Mr. Bloom realizes, so when I get done doing all this stuff, can I, you know, have some champagne? Can I get let loose and stuff like that? And like, the answer is no. You get nothing for all the help you do here. And pretty much Mr. Bloom says, well, I'm going to blow up the building. Yeah, it's, Fuck it's you guys. a weird play to, to just... Don't piss off Mr. Bloom. I mean, don't piss off any of these guys when you're doing this. And it would just be even the idea. It, it plays off a lot in a weird way with Mr. Bloom of almost like a hardware in the milestone things. Or you end up having things like a Spider-Man 2090. Like the idea where you help, 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 help. But then when it ends, they're like, yeah, you you weren't that important. And they always go too far with the idea of, 
saying that. You you could do it better than this. You I'm could say, hey. Though, it's, this is just a scientist guy, and the thing is, I find it very funny the way he is throwing this out, because we are pretty much, we're celebrating. We are on the verge of victory here with our Lazarus Resin Project, and there's Mr. Bloom doing his stuff. He's like this. Well, what about you? Your work here may very well change the human race. He's like, it all sounds very exciting. Does this mean I get to go free? He's <laughs> yeah. like, you, you knew that was never an option. Do I get some money? Oh, no. The company will give. Do I get a glass of champagne? I'm not allowed to share that with you. I'm like, that was that was the final straw. It made me actually laugh pretty much. Is the idea that I'm going to burn the motherfucking house down. Yeah, I'd like the idea where this guy is like, oh, I'm going to take these two champagne. I just want Mr. Bloom me. now to be Milton for friggin', you know, office space. That is what it's like. Uh, and also, I laugh because it is almost like, you know, the crazy deal of being in science class and you're just mixing. He's just randomly throwing things together, knowing because he's a smart guy with this stuff, knowing the that it'll blow up. Too, because with all the like the ideas that Jerry Powers had where you couldn't have anything like, you know, backed up or saved because of uh, industrial espionage, people leave and stuff like that. Everything was destroyed right here. And even Resurrection Man, when they uncover the wreckage of the place, he's there and he's been the linchpin of the whole situation using his blood and stuff like that. But even when he comes back to life, he's like, I quit. I'm out of this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I'm done. And even then, I'm like, I don't know. Can you just walk out? I mean, Mr. Bull. But yeah, so when you have all that, it that's is the a big weird deal. idea, though, because I want to enjoy this backstory because I want to know because Mr. Bloom, then with the idea we know from previously, where he goes back to Jerry Powers once he leaves Two Faces organization and says, Look, I got the notes here. I can have these things made up. We even find out in this, he goes back with Jerry Powers' militia, whoever that may be, and raids the chop shop, takes all the Lazarus residents, and destroys the lab that has been copying their work, run by Two Face. And the thing is, I just want to know how we get to the point where we have Mr. Bloom. He comes in. He leaves Jerry Powers with the information. He goes to a senator. He goes and gets some money. He backs all this stuff. And then puts himself into the chop shop team where nobody is questioning Mr. Bloom's reasons of being here. Because even when we have Amanda Waller backing the project, because we need a government backer as well. And that's Amanda Waller with the idea like, you have a suicide squad, a task force X. What if you had people that you could use over and over again? If they died, you could just bring them back because they're addicted to life. And she's like, I do like the sound of it. We put a good spin on it with the idea of second chances and stuff like that. And if you get a Jason Todd, a pretty boy like that, he'll be the face of the team. And I actually love this. I just don't know how Mr. Bloom gets in here without any kind of oversight, though, to be put himself in the situation to then screw them over and go back to Jerry Powers. I mean, the idea of this and going through and like, it's just random chaos. It seems like at this point, seem that the funny thing is that uh, poor Harvey. The guy is trying to do a little better, even though this is a little sus. But when he ends up where, hey, you know, everything could be made. No, no, you ugly ass. Sit down. We're going to get Jason Todd. I said, like, we need somebody pretty, not you. We need a face. No, you disgusting fucks. Uh, so when this is all going down, you do, like I said, you keep going back. You keep seeing how this ended up, uh, you know, evolving and what Mr. Bloom was doing and everyone else. I do like the idea that if you ever thought that Task Force Z was an awful name, it's Amanda Waller's fault. <laughs> she says it right away. Too. I'm not crazy about the name. Well, you come up with something yeah, better. You come up with something. We'll go with it. But that was pretty fun. And even with that, you see the Arkham Knight being revived with the Lazarus. That's a pretty cool, you know, exhibit to show her. It's weird, though. Like, we, we already knew she was on the team. Haven't done much with her in a long time now. But I say a long time. We're only issue number six. But it feels like a long time. But here's the, the thing. Whole but, idea. Just aside, doesn't it feel like this has gone on longer than six issues? Because when I was reading it, I even went to, like, 
how far are we? Oh, six. Like, it feels like the story's been going it on. a lot longer. of information on us right away, but without us really understanding what the information was and what the concepts were. And maybe the backups and detective leading to it that I'm thinking of those as maybe. well. That, that it's something, it just feels like it's been around a but little longer. But when you have the Arkham Knight reanimated for a show for Amanda Waller to get on board with, like, oh my God, this is some Lazarus real shit going on here. When we have the backstory, though, of the, the senator and, like, Mr. Bloom, they're getting stuff together, and, like, we put together the chop shop and the idea that Harvey is shown to be, a, like, you know, part of this company because they, they want to hire Harvey to be this pseudo-face, the head of the company, but they're showing him a gill man, a freaking creature from the Black Lagoon who's been brought back to life, and we're using parts of him in order to do this whole thing. I have no idea why he's there or even why Not later either. on. It was weird. He's at Amanda Waller's office like he's a Lagoon boy from the dead or some shit. And then later on, we at the chop shop, he is, his body is there. We're going to try to siphon out all the Lazarus and out of his blood that we can that he used to have. But for some reason, at some point in time that we've skipped over, he was decapitated. Yeah, he was and decapitated. I don't know why. Like, oh, my God. They took his head. Oh, my God. And then it was weird because the idea of the Resurrection Kinda Man. I kind of wish being, it was Lagoon Boy. Yeah, the Resurrection Man. And really, do the Lagoon Boy from Heroes in Crisis and stuff like that. Yeah. And now it starts really working for me. But. The idea that you have Resurrection Man as the big guy to be involved, and then all of a sudden this you know, creature from the Black Lagoon almost seems like, but we also have him, but it didn't really make sense. It was where, you know, the first experiment, trying to check it out, that's fine, but when you get on with it, I don't think you need it. The Resurrection Man connection makes a lot of sense when you think about it and stuff like that, but it's such a funny idea that we have, you know, Powers Industries here trying to make the Lazarus Resin that's then getting copied on the streets and, like, fighting to see, take control of whatever this Lazarus Resin is. But the idea that we take it to Amanda Waller, because back when the New 52 got started in that Suicide Squad, she was using the hand of Resurrection Man to bring people back from the dead the same kind of way, but, like, you know, not with the Lazarus Resin, but, like, just using the Resurrection Man powers to bring, like, Floyd Walton back to life, bring Yo-Yo back to life. There was a lot of weird characters that were bringing back to life. Like, it does feel kind of like a reach other than that now. It does a little, but I like the idea. And how many times do we have things, I mean, Marvel, you have Wolverine, but even with Deathstroke and stuff at DC, where they, Healing we got to get your blood to get I'm like, I don't know that it works that way. I, I swear there's people in DC Universe right now trying to get Deathstroke's blood. Damn right. That's what I'm saying. That they always, that seems to be the deal. Anybody who has a healing factor, they're going to end up trying to get that blood. So it works for me. But you're right. The Resurrection Man, but at least that makes sense. You know, you, you think if it does, I mean, comic book science-y stuff with that. And I do like explaining it to Amanda Waller. Where she's like, well, I, I have so many bad guys that I can use. And they do just end up saying like, Amanda Waller curses a lot in this book. <laughs> Amanda, what if you run out of them? I mean, you may run out. And she's like, well, and I do and like not even about running out, but the idea that he says, look, they're dead. You have to start all over and put, put a team together and make sure that they can work well together. You bring your team back from the dead. They're going to be the same people they were and they're going to want to live. And what I like about it, as they explain it, because Amanda Waller is smart. Now, with that, Amanda Waller in the back of her head is like, yeah, I'm going to be going to Earth 3 soon. But she ends up where the, one of the things I think that really intrigues her is not just like this Earth would replace. Uh, yeah, uh. this won't replace just the brain bombs. It's better because instead of me threatening to blow up a head, if they don't, they have to, they're addicted to this. They want to live. Uh, this is even better because they have to, they have to beg to get this and do and what's going on. the idea, addicted to living, stuff like that. Floyd was so pissed off when he was brought back from the dead. <laughs> he wanted no parts exactly. of this freaking living really. bullshit. Yeah, really. So, and I, I do like that. I do like when that kind of like, wait a minute, they're addicted? That Oh my goodness. And yeah, even the idea of not even having to bring them back fully, you can string them on, you could do this. It, it is, 
it's something that we worried about at the beginning. It seemed like a gimmick, and also it ends up where one of the big things is it takes a bit of the tension. It takes a bit of the, you know, the stakes out. Who are the stake, Eric? Because you can keep bringing people back or whatnot. But I guess that's why now the big play is we ain't got no Lazarus resin. We are screwed. We, we end up because all this going down, and they're going to have to wring it out of a freaking creature from the Black Lagoon. That's disgusting. Eric. Such a weird idea, though, because we have the head of the organization that, like, you know, for uh, Powers in, uh, Industries being Dr. Shelley, but then you also have Mitch Shelley, who's the Resurrection Man, and the idea they talk about, you know, the, the clones of Dr. Shelley, Celia and Delia and stuff like that, I believe their names are or something else, but I don't know who this Dr. Celia Shelley is, if it's like, you know, a wife of Resurrection Man, and why they have clone daughters of him, and even the idea that one of the clones looks like a Mrs. Freeze to me, and Nora oh, really Freeze, does. Really the, the does. way she looks like it really, especially when they're hiding in a freezer. Yeah, I'm telling you, them, and even the outfit even looks like it, it looks crazy, but yeah, the Resurrection Twins or whatever there and it's weird though i just i don't know the connection and they're not talking about it yeah they're kind of leaving that on the side but maybe that'll be the way that they're gonna have to get you know resurrection men still involved they can kind of you know twist and turn that but the big thing here dr shelley is still working on this four powers industries but the resurrection man's like i'm out yeah he's out now with that they are you know all this explosion maybe she's KGBs. a sister i don't recall i don't know KG Beast exploding things, you were right. It doesn't feel like KG Beast. I mean, you know, maybe if he yelled some slogan right before. I don't know, Eric. But he doesn't seem to be that sort of thing there. And it, it ends up, well, what's going on now? Was that him? Because that's it for him then. But they end up, we're you gonna know. going to bring him back from the dead, Yeah, Jim. I don't, what, what, every 5,000 pieces? I mean, you're going to have to put him there. The thing is, he, he's pretty much whole. Yeah. So you end up, though, they're they're grabbing everybody. Jason's under things. Bane's there lifting uh, all the stuff. And they're trying to get them all out. And they go off because they have to get things going again. Harvey is losing his mind, right? He's there. We got to do this, that. And all of a sudden, Batman's behind him. They end up in this. I like when Harvey. He's like, you know, get your seatbelts on. I don't know if my license is up to date. <laughs> Maybe not. And I wanted them to say, what does that matter? He, I was never a good driver. I was never, it made me laugh so much. Just having somebody who doesn't have a driver's license up to date just think about Two-Face having the same problem, a former DA. I'm like, that's pretty the funny. The funny thing about it is like, what? Is he still, like, he's just a bad driver. <laughs> just, just imagine this, though. You are in a big old truck. Two-Face is driving, <laughs> and in, in the passenger seat next to him in the cab is the freaking skeleton, like, still smoking husk of KG Beast with a seatbelt on, while you have Jason Todd telling him, like, I'm going to open the door and then jump out onto the Batmobile and try to stop it. And even when you have that, where he leaves Bane and uh, Zombie Bane and Zombie Mr. Freeze behind, so Two-Face is on him to get away, he's going to stop the Batman. And even when he jumps on the hood kind of thing, and Batman stops the car, and he goes, sort of like, I didn't think he would do it. Yeah, he's like, just stop. He <laughs> goes rolling. <laughs> stop, and he does. And he just goes rolling. And the, the thing is, though, is I just feel bad for Jason. Well, this is And that's a continued idea, though, because while you have the confrontation between Batman and Red Hood here, where you do go off and allow Red Hood to do his own thing, which Batman doesn't want, it is the standard fair fight that you have with Batman and Red Hood every time those two come together, and they're not buddy-buddy for like that whole five seconds that we had before Urban Legends. And that's what kind of threw me. The Urban Legends thing seemed to get a little bit beyond that, and Batman was the one who – Batman ends up – he wants to really have his cake and eat it, too. He'll send these kids all over the place undercover, but when he says it's done, it's done, and you end up having like, yes, daddy. like a Grayson. 
that screwed Dick over for a while too. He like, was and now fine. you have here. Well, remember he's trying to get a hold of him, but then Batman had died. Batman was dead. He's it's not Batman's oh my God. fault. Come in, Batman. Come in. You know, I don't know. Gordon answers. Speaking of which, you end up having that center. I'm like, it looks so much like Gordon. It was a weird Senator play. O'Connor. Yeah, such a weird play to make him look that much like it. And he's like, here's my buddy. His name is Larvy Ullock. It's just this fat guy that's there with him. But you end up Batman where he says it's so funny it's done. because I, ne- I never put it together in my mind that you like they look together i just paged down one thing I'm like holy shit that's jim Gordon. <laughs> it looks exactly <laughs> for like some him. reason reading it like two or three times already i've never clicked until you just said that i'm like this is his own guy how about if it's actually gordon who now is undercover trying to figure out because what the hell's up with bane this is a continuation of the joker That'd be number awesome. 15 you know what that would be it doesn't make sense just because it doesn't you know make that he's any a senator. sense right but it would be awesome but the thing is even at the end of this because you do have a connection where they try to get to Amanda Waller, who's off doing Earth 3 shit, and she has herself a serial killer wall with pictures and yarn, like all people that do, where they're trying to think of something cool to do later on in the day. But she has a picture of Zombie Bane. And instead of having its name, like everybody else there says, who the hell is this? Yeah, so who the hell is this? The funny thing is, I love when they look at that. This and we'll is the time to the Joker that we all wanted. Exactly. You see this, you know, serial killer wall. Except for that fish man. You have all these things on there, and then they go, it's time to kill him. So I'm like, I, I don't see blah, blah, blah. What, what are you talking about? I'm looking at, like, the Banes and stuff. But when you end up having Batman say, and again, Batman just looks like a complete and utter dick here again because he says, listen, it is the classic. They send a guy undercover. He starts. He's got to sample the you product. You got too deep. Right? He's got to sample the product things, and then they just discard him or say, you're done, and that's not it. But Jason, he needs to figure this He's out. He's seeing this shit through because he believes in a second chance. And if he can give it for these goddamn monsters, maybe it means that he can come out fucking mm, good so on the other side, too. It's a shame that we get back to the Batman deal, but I think that this elevates and Jason. And better, I agree. And that's why I like this more than a usual Batman Red Hood confrontation, which you always yeah, get. Usually what you get is Batman, you know, he's talking. I mean, he's punching him, Eric, like Tom King said. He, but, hey, boom, boom, boom. He's like, okay, okay, I'll get you the, the low main next time. But he ends Do up where Jason says listen stop your bullshit i'm from gotham too like it's not your city jerk just because you sit up there miserable and talk to yourself and he ends up saying i need to do this i need to do it's something worth doing so stop it let me do this because you are more like you treat me like i'm a weapon that you could just put away you're my freaking father Stop your nonsense and treat me like a son. Please. I'm yelling at my dad now, Aaron. Oh, God. I'm not talking about Batman. You hear that, daddy? But even when you have this heart-to-heart here and the idea, like, you know, he says, you say it's a team and everyone is trying to make good, but where are they? They left yeah. you here to deal with me and ran. And then so good. Three of them are standing behind Batman. No, we didn't. I know you don't trust me. And he cuts Carby off like, shut the hell off. I'm trying to talk to my son. I, <laughs> I love the idea that Batman... In this where he worked hard himself to get Harvey where he is at this point. He's the one who ended up helping Harvey with the bullet and all that stuff back in. And so now he tells Harvey, he's just mad because I think he realizes at this point he's completely wrong. And he's trying to keep up safe face. It's it's so funny because you have this trio here of Two-Face, Zombie Bane, and Zombie Mr. Freeze. And while I say zombie, they pretty much have their wits about them and know who they are and stuff like that. So when you have the Red Hood with his mask off, everybody calling him Jason Todd and Jason's here on the street. Like the whole idea is like. You like, you know, you were raised by me. I like, you raised me. I lived with you and you trained me and stuff like that. I just, uh, B- Bane and Two Face knew that Batman is Bruce Wayne and stuff like that. I just imagine there's just Mr. Freeze looking around like he's the one that like, let in on the joke here. Wouldn't it be funny? It's like you end up Mr. Huh. Mr. Freeze is like, oh my God, do you hear this? 
I know it already. <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? We know this shit. Uh, but I do like that. I also like just seeing it again where he's yelling and he's got those Z's on his shoulder pads. I thought yeah. that was cool. But I like that idea where, again, this actually is a weird way that Batman has now really made this a team. I mean, Jason does not want to deal with Bane, obviously. He killed him already in this. But to do this, he ends up having to rely on him. I'm surprised. Even with it being a zombie, I am so surprised. Now, you're not going to have this, but a real life, deal, I think Batman goes nuts on Bane. If he turns around and sees Bane, I think he just goes ham well, on the him. The thing is, too, we don't know because we don't know how the Joker's working out or A-Day because things seem to have gotten changed. James Tynan the fourth is doing crazy stuff with what happened in A-Day. Was coming out in the Joker series last issue, actually two issues ago now where Bane says that he caused A-Day himself, even though we saw a dead Bane in there. What does that mean? We have a zombie Bane here. But at the end of this issue, you have Amanda Waller with a picture of zombie Bane saying, Yeah, it looks like a clone. We thought this before. And again, so. in the Joker books, you have a whole lot of storyline about clones. So what does that mean? But maybe it's because Batman knows this isn't Bane. Yeah, and and the cool thing is, is I wanted to believe before, but with the, it doesn't make sense now that it's not Venom going through, that that's actually Lazarus arresting. Like like, it's really cool, but now that they're low on it or don't have it, I think they might have tapped into that. Hey, Bane, can, we, can your spine stop sucking up all that sweet, sweet Lazarus resin? Can we me, have some? It's no. such a shame because, no, you can't. I really wanted that to be as a cool little twist. Nobody cared about that. me until I put the Lazarus <laughs> resin in my veins. Like, what's going on? Uh, but then you end up where Jason's like, this is just how it's going to be. And again, these parts, I think, are really good. But then you go back before, and now we're dissecting Fishman. And, and it did kind of end up. That's information that we get, and it's cool enough. But I like the stuff of the now. Senator O'Connell trying to get Two-Face on board, the idea of how the Lazarus Reservoir works. And when you jump back to the chop shop, where everything's demolished because it's time to fight back. We're a team. We're going to do this. They get back. Bloom has already raided their stash. They have no Lazarus Reservoir left. The lab's destroyed, and all you have are the two resurrection clones sitting there like, what took you so long? Senator O'Connell here, he's dead. Bloom has put all of us in danger. And Two-Face has just realized we're fucked. We're <laughs> fucked. Like, like, he's losing his mind, screwed. both sides of it. I like what he's like. We're screwed. Jason's trying to have a level head he's like no we're not oh yes we are what are you talking about they also have the decapitated body we're gonna try to suck out the rest of the lazarus resin from this decapitated fish it's gonna taste like really really strong fish pills and i I end up belching that up and i hope that they even play that out like they keep all of them are belching up that fish taste so they better put a little bit of the lemon juice in there eric i heard that that's what gets it Nobody. This is gonna be. I think they're just gonna end up eating it. They're gonna have a barbecue. Here, eat it up. Uh, but yeah, all this going down. I don't think we have time for barbecue shenanigans. Well, maybe not. But yeah, then you see again the Waller stuff's pretty cool. I don't know why Fish Guy has. To, I mean, this guy. He's in our he feels like an He feels like an odd addition to this book out of nowhere and being some uh, kind of like the origin bits of the Lazarus Resident and how p- bringing people back to life. Like he is like one of the original members of this Task Force Z and we've never seen him before and now he's just a capitalist. And what's weird about it is when they go to see Amanda Waller, I don't know why he has to be, maybe he's the muscle. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying he's the face. He's there and they're like, yeah, you see this guy, like they're already going to resurrect the Arkham Knight. So they don't need like to say, Hey, you see Fish Guy over here? He was dead, but look at him now. Like, she wouldn't know or care. He's just standing there. Look at him. Look at the creature from the black He does over look here. like that. He looks like the version in the NES wrestling. He's going to start chomping on heads. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, but I do like that idea. And really, what we have wanted to see and what we are begging to see a lot of heading, even before, but now heading towards what should be the Dark Crisis, all these things where 
eh, what is what this makes sense. We end up having Amanda Waller. She's gone. She's on our three. It's still kind so of it's- weird though because we're issue number six of Task Force Z, and from the editor's note that we saw previously, this takes place before Arkham Tower. It takes place before fucking Suicide Squad. So I was like, this is sitting in a weird place in the timeline. Yeah, you do have to shuffle a little to get to things because Batman's in it. But you got an electric slide here and there to try to make things work. You really work. do. <laughs> you really have to. Boogie woogie woogie. Yeah, boogie woogie woogie. I was gonna say, but by the end. I don't mind because, okay, that makes sense. We're doing that. We're going here. And then you end up having that wall. You know, Amanda Waller's looking into things, trying to go. You do have that Bane thing that was pretty cool. And then, hey, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time to kill Mr. Bloom. Boom. That's right. And I can't wait because I do not like Mr. Bloom. And once I found out this was the original Mr. Bloom, who I thought was dead previously, I went his ass even more dead. I love the idea that you make that caveat. Like, but you don't You hate both. You hate Mr. Bloom anyway. Look, Daryl's a little bit better in my mind. Yeah, Daryl's a little better. I mean, go and read Batman 44 and you'll see what Eric's hate is. I, was Daryl in that? Was yeah, that, was I think that, that was the original deal. But anyway, the original Daryl at least this, the original Mister Bloom, who is now the current Mister Bloom, besides for this reanimated Mister Bloom that is <laughs> in this book. God damn it, I'm not going to be able to say this, but the, at least Daryl, that Mister Bloom, has a connection to Duke Thomas' signal and is one of his villains in my mind, and I like that. Yeah, that's cool. So with all of that, I still this, this Mister Bloom that we're dealing with is the leftover of Jim Gordon, super heavy Batman, and I don't need that shit. Yeah, no, nobody does. And then all of a sudden, Jim Gordon seems to make a cameo here as a center. At one point, he's Senator just O'Connor. standing there, and I'm like, it is exactly. I mean, there's no doubt. It if is. Barbara walks by, she's like, "Hey, Dad, what's up?" <laughs> just crazy, but. All that, what would you give this? It looks like the Jim Gordon from the Batman 66 show. Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, but talking about it, you did elevate my score a bit. Good. I'm going to center on more of the things that I did like. I just think when we flash back a couple times, I really wasn't that in- – I'm not that interested in how they came about with the- – Oh, I it's was. It's information, but I really don't care because – I don't know how much we even need that. And they're that. all being played the entire time, though. And that's what the but interesting part about it is. we kind of knew that before. That's why. Yeah, I- but I didn't know the extent because you had the original project that Mr. Bloom screwed over and then went and had, like, you know, pretty much single-handedly created this project without anybody knowing and screwed this over to go back to the original. Yeah, that's what I have the problem with, like you said, He is taking though. control. He's not, he wasn't going to get paid. He wasn't going to be left free. Motherfucker couldn't even get a glass of champagne. You know what he's going to get now? Everything he wants. Looking around with a sunflower mask on, like eight foot tall, skinny as hell, and nobody's looking into anything. Evil's in bloom, Jim. It was in bloom. Oh, my goodness. Eight out of ten. I think the art's greatness. I like the a lot of the backup stuff, like the uh, background stuff, and I like where the team's going forward. And plus, we had a Red Hood and Batman moment that just didn't lead to the normal nonsense you usually get. So something that felt a little bit more empowering than, you know, like, for some reason, I always get scared and always fall back in my mind from when, like, uh, Pe- Jason shot the penguin, and then Batman almost beat him to death. It was in Red Hood and the Outlaws, and he almost killed Jason Todd. One point they're eating hamburgers, so next scared. time he's making his face in the hamburger. I didn't understand. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad of that, and I like that it wasn't Batman this time where he's trying to, you know, throw his weight around, but Jason tells him to stop and says, no, I'm Damn right, doing Jason. this. And then, oh, where's your buddies now? The Banes of the Mr. Right Freeze. And it's too bad. right there. And so I did. Shut up. I did like it. I don't believe it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. So I'm a little lower than you. Not that much, but I really did like some of that stuff. I have no idea where the series is going, though. It's just so weird where we it's left It's going to be in off. bloom, Eric. They're going to go after him. But again, Evil is in bloom. is that enough? 
for us to be like, oh my god, I can't wait for six more issues of going after yeah, yeah, Blue. I'm happy anytime I get to see Jason Todd personally. Now, well, this is pretty good because you do get the seeds of a story, Eric. <laughs> oh my goodness, but I'm going to go 7.5. I do like the art, and you do end up this is one of those books, I, I always laugh when I think about it, but the idea that you always said that the new Guardians and the new 52, the book with Kyle Rayner and all of the Skittle Lanterns, all that, yeah. you have the colorist is going nuts, like they have all that. I really do like that fluorescent green that we have in this book that really, really pops anytime and you have a ton of it. So I, I do like that as well. And just in general, the art is really, really good, so. I'm a seven five. Maybe I'll go up to a seven six, Eric. I'm positive. You Jimmy, do you, baby. A seven six. Uh, but we're gonna go to the next book, which is the one that I said, Hey Eric, maybe we should do this. I ended up wasn't really thinking of reading it or even reviewing it, and I said to myself, eh, I got some time. I'll read it. If I like it, I'll review it. And I liked it. So I ended up reviewing it. Uh, and going into this, I said it, it is better. Whether or not you agree with me fully, but it is better than Deep Target, which I also Turtle. reviewed. Right, that didn't get a good score, and nobody really cares about that book anyway. So we go into this, and it is a black label book. Give Rogues, us the new hotness. Rogues number one, written by Joshua Williamson, drawn by not art, drawn by Eric Leo Max. Oh my god, not Leo Sayer, Leo Max. Eric, it's one word. Does anybody remember Leo Sayer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Leo Sayer. <laughs> He's crazy. Uh, colored by Matthias Lopez, like lettered by Hassan Otsmani. El Huau, and I think I got that pretty Nailed good. It. Yeah, and so when you go into this, the first thing you're going to notice is the art style, and it took me a little yeah. bit to get used to, but it reminded me, especially this first scene that you start out, re- really reminded me of that whole All Star Section Eight type feel. With it, everything has like a gritty, dirty like feel to it. it. It's a style. It's not quite that. That's way more cartoony. It's a, it's a weird thing because you had All Star Section Eight and. uh was it All-Star Section 8? Yeah, yeah. That's okay, what... I can't remember if All-Star was the right word for it. But anyway, you had that. It was very over-the-top cartoony, which is funny because when you jump into this, you see Sam Simeon of Angel and the Ape, which was a jokey kind of comic back in the day that was very like a, a comedic kind of comic book. You expect that kind of thing as well. But for some reason, it's just – it's it's more like a gritty noir kind of feeling in my mind. It's than not like, quite you know, like – I just get that feel. Maybe it's even just having the bar because we'd have new yeah. ones back in the day with the All-Star And the thing is I, I don't even understand the bar though because I'm not going to hate on this book or anything like that. But when you have the super villain bar going on here, I just want it to be because of the idea of the rogues here. What we're going to have going forward like 10 years later, where are the rogues and what are they doing? But when you start out here, I want it to be the Keystone Saloon and stuff it where they cool. always used to hang out. And when I see this, it is just a – for all any freaking super villain oh, yeah. in the DC universe is just hanging out and having a beer in this random ass city. Yeah, there is the crazy deal, and even when you look With at kind of the king behind the bar. Yeah, because I wanted to say, and it's funny, I never ever thought of somebody calling Condiment King King because that seems too respectful. Oh, great! You can't call somebody Condiment King King. Hey, what's up, douchebag? It's funny when they say that, but when you look at the deal, I really wanted a name for the bar, and when you do look, it's just Tavern. Chicken yeah. and JoJo's, which we like JoJo's. I do we, JoJo's. Enjoy, we do like those. I don't even know how many people know what those Is that a are. Thing? I don't know. That's what threw me. And because JoJo's, maybe, but. Oh, shit. Is this a Philly? They're just, you know, this deal with potatoes and they got seasoned. Yeah. I really like them. And deep fried. And I love, yeah. And I love the idea. I mean, you have classic Clock King in the back. You got to, I wish that went, hey, King, what? Clock King yells out. Uh, but Sam Simeon's, he's down on his luck. He's upset. Because Angel has gone off and shacked up with Detective Chimp. 
Angel's gross. I know. Well, you end up like, oh, she's Commit got a bestiality left She's right. got a type. But yeah, the whole thing is Sam. He he's sad because he used to have Angel, but she thinks that he's not respectful. He hasn't solved the case in a while, so he's drowning his sorrows. But he's always seems to come in here and cause some problems anyway. Because kind of McKings like, listen, please don't. Look, cause I understand any being upset and going to your favorite bar, having a little bit too much, and trying to get into a fight. I can understand where Sam's coming from. Now with that, you end up having hey. Gorilla Grodd, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm not really. All right, Bolt, walk the hell away. You're, you're ruining this whole thing, Bolt. When Bolt turns and yells over to the table, because you know Bolt's drunk as hell and it's loud. It's wrong. It ain't Grodd. It's not Grodd, guys. It's such a dig into uh, to Sam. And that's enough. And he's kind of, and then like, oh, man, I heard that your old lady, she's shagging up with the thing. She has a type and he goes nuts. And that She's shagging up so with Detective Chimp. Boy, does she have a type. And now freaking... Sim- Sam Simeon is going to kill the b- a Bolt. And I think to myself, like, he can't catch a break anymore, Bolt. Every time you show up, you just die. Yeah, he dies. I mean, and he's going to get killed. And then you just have every – and I like the idea that there's all the villains. They're there. It's Animal House yeah, now. Yeah, they're not looking for a fight. But then they're like, about time. Like, it's going to happen anyway. So they start fighting. And, and I mean, it's a free-for-all. As that was all going on, though. Lady Vic gets her beer knocked over and starts kicking somebody else in the head. Everybody just cavalier yells fight. Bronze Tiger throws his beer over his shoulder to get ready to go. I do love Lady Vic. <laughs> but while this was going on and while the setup of, hey, Bolt's like, hey, it's Grodd, what's up? You, you're doing, you're slumming it with us, whatever. And you end up having Sam say, listen, Gorilla Grodd, he doesn't need to do a heist or anything. He's all about power. Because oh, yes, Gorilla- yes, this is the start of the show. Gorilla City is just it's on a gold mine i mean gorilla city's flush whole damn city sits on a literal gold mine while that's going on captain cold had gone to get shots for the rogues he's waiting for these shots and he hears this and the big thing i think that really gets him is the idea that that is pretty much uncounted like they wouldn't even know what's gone it's uncounted he is so much he doesn't even know what he has or whatnot and you see cold is like he doesn't care about money it's all about power for gorilla grod and the thing is well, you pick this up, and it's just, you know, bullshit freaking, you know, super villains kicking off some stuff. Like, you know, um, I can't even think of the term I want, but it, like, you know, blowing off some steam here at this freaking sleazy-ass bar. And just 10 years later, this has been sticking with Leonard Snart this entire time. The idea that Gorilla City is flush with gold. Gorilla Grodd is essentially Smaug sitting on a pile of fucking gold that he doesn't care about. But I just don't know why anybody in the right mind i guess you could say they're not in the right mind they're desperate but this is why nobody's ever hit this thing sam simian could talk about he's probably talked to everybody about it. nobody hits gorilla grod because while the flash is defeating him over and over again it's not somebody you want to go up against no it isn't mind. now with that when we go and top, we progress i'm gonna do a top five top five villains i don't want to piss off and one of the, one of them is grod uh, i yes, go definitely. with you the thing though is i think that joshua williamson does a good enough deal here of First off, if they do this, it's it's a big to-do. People might respect them in, in their little community, right? But also, I don't know that Leonard cares if he ties. I really think that he's just like, let's just do this in one last deal. Because you see his life. They have been arrested, the rogues, probation, all these things. Some dead. We'll get to that. And you end up having this probation well, officer when you have, come. Even when you were at 10 years in the past and you're sitting at the bar where you have like the, the rogues have their own like tables pushed together, stuff like that, where you have, you know, Heat Wave, Weather Wizard, Golden Glider, Leonard Snark, like Captain Cole, I mean, Mirror Master and uh, Captain Boomerang and the Tricksters, they're all just sitting there, you know, just being regular working blue collar Joe criminals here just trying to figure out what they're going to do next. And when you get to the future where everything is just kind of gone down here 10 years later. 
freaking Leonard Snart is like pretty much living in a shack on probation, being pretty much ridiculed by his probation officers oh, this the entire time. Worst, right? Just the worst. And like, you know, Leonard is just on hard times. And throughout this whole thing, it made me realize that if you are in the DC universe, if you're an actual figure within the DC universe and you are one of these bad guy characters, you can't ever really give it up because I don't know how you would end up dealing with it because the way that Leonard Snart is treated in this just because of who he used to be, I'm like, you're disrespected and everybody thinks you're a joke. And I'm like, you – and that's the thing. is they even, Everybody talks about it. Like, how was it anybody was ever afraid of him? And you think about it. When you look at Captain Cold, he is just a douchebag in sunglasses guy. and a parka. Yeah. And the thing is he is one of the most feared people in Keystone City or Central City, where you want to go. And now he is just a laughingstock where people joke about him behind his back. And I'm like, that's so fucked up. They laugh at him. And this parole officer, first off, wakes him up because he's passed out, wakes him up by pouring a beer over his head, which then ends up where he doesn't have enough time to get ready for work. He, and so he has that smell of beer on him that they make fun of him later. But this guy needs a pee sample. You end up where he's doing this. He's old. He's doing. And the parole officer's looking for. You don't have a cold gun around here, do you? You got a cold gun. Absolute zero technology. I like what he says, that absolute zero technology. And uh, the idea that he's not allowed to have anything. This piece of crap parole officer finds one of his masks. And then you end up having Yeah, And Snart says, you know, those go big on eBay. Like, that might be, like, his last ditch thing that he needs to use that in this guy's pocket. You know, this guy's selling it right away. Well, that's the thing is I really hope that somewhere – is this three issues, right? Yeah, three issues. I really hope that in the next two issues somewhere you see an eBay bid for this guy with those glasses. Yeah, yeah, and I want to have, like, I, I just need this guy to get something back at him. This guy's such a jerk. And so he's like, I'm going to take this. He doesn't even give him a lift to work. He said, you could have at least given me a lift to work. And you see that. I wouldn't have given him a lift to work either. Well, <laughs> Leonard is going to work. He's, you know, on the bus, the train, all these things going through. And he's watching the city and realizing as he also gets ridiculed at work that the city is no longer his. The idea that things are changing just as an aside, he is working at the cardboard box factory, which made me laugh so much, and, you know, back in the day, hard deal. but he really is. And the funny sure thing is. is, I legitimately worked at a cardboard box factory between years in college, and this is pretty accurate there. What little you see, but he is a manager. He gets called to the office. You think at getting first, emotion. yeah, you think at first that he's getting in trouble because he might have been a little late. Well, he's, 20 minutes late. he's 20 minutes late. So you think, oh, no, now he's going to. But I like it better here because you really see how much of a tool people think he is. Well, that's the thing. As you think he's in trouble right away because he's late to work. And you're like, the boss wants to see you snarling. Like, oh, geez. Oh, my. And when you get there, it's like, I want to give you a promotion letter. Like, really? Yeah, you're a hardworking guy. I want to step promoted. But even when you talk about the idea that you think he's let off easy for when the thing is um, – but having a former inmate like Oleddy Boy in a management position checks yeah, on a few diversity this. boxes. Total win for us, at least. Dang, boss. Are you sure you're not the super villain here? <laughs> like, they're all just laughing at Snart as he's freaking sitting there listening to Yeah, because the wall. he walks out and hears it through the wall. And even the start, like, who is that? Like, Mr. Freeze? No, no. Captain Cold, you, you were, you're too young to know that. But really? I did think about Jeff Johns with that line. People were afraid of him. Really? People were afraid of that nonsense. Yeah, do you hear him? He was saying, yes, sir. Like, I had Captain Cold saying yes, sir, to me because he's scared of it. Just nonsense, and he's so and mad. I'm just sitting there. I'm talking to the comic book like a goddamn lunatic. I'm like, don't you ever quit, Leonard. Don't you ever let this become you. You're the leader of the rogues. I was going to say at the end, with this, if you were a fan, in my mind, if you're a fan of the newer Suicide Squad movie or the Peacemaker show, I think that this plays well into that, that I could see this being a TV show where they end up having the old rogues for one last score. Yeah, that, that kind of deal. But if they did, I want Ed Harris to be 
the uh, Leonard Snart because at points I'm like, oh, it looks just like him. But he's pissed now. He's going nuts. And he's like, I got to get out of here. Ed Harris has let himself go. Well, he's older man. (laughs) So he ends up or he's so mad. Now, with that, remember, the parole officer was rooting through his things, only found the, the sunglasses, the shades deal. But he legitimately did have. His tech, he had just taken apart. I don't understand. I don't know the progression because it looks like he grabs like out of the bed. That's fine, but then what does he grab out? What is that? A mini fridge? I don't even know what's going on with that. He comes home. He's all pissed off because on top of this humiliation at work, when he sees the whole idea, when he first goes to work in Central City, you see the mural of all the working hard men, blue labor, freaking like blue collar guys doing stuff because this is what Central City was built on. And by the time he leaves. All of that mural was turned down because Central City is moving on without that idea. So he is just losing his goddamn yeah, mind. It's when he gets not back a to a city chef, anymore. He is breaking his table. He's throwing his lamp. He pulls out a butcher knife. He slashes his pillow open, slashes his bed open. And then I think he pushes his TV over. But on, the, but taped to the back of the TV is his pillowcase full of all his tech that he needs to build a new cold gun with. And I'm like, what did you do but the rest for? But then he seems to grab that, and, or it's the fridge, because there are the coils in the back, maybe, or the other. I don't know. I don't know I what don't he know. did to that mattress. And that's the thing. It's just why I'm not saying that I enjoyed the art a lot, because some of it was, like, lost. Well, that was even weird. When, that was a weird even progression. Even when Leonard was on the bus, I thought it was weird where he kept sitting down and standing up, and it felt like a weird progression. You know there. what the funny thing about that is? I actually thought that that was just to show you that he has a long-ass ride. That the idea where he even says, well, no, he's just like there. Everybody's crowded. There's no seats. Everybody's getting off. Eventually, there's a seat. He sits down. He's up. He's down. I just thought that that was the idea of, you know, he's got like an hour and a half, like some crazy ride because he's out near the bay. He can't even afford to get anything but that shack that he has that looks pretty much in a dump. And yeah, uh, yeah. he ends up, though, when he, he's living under a bridge, when he starts putting the, the he's a stuff troll, together, when he starts making his gun and things like that, I actually got pretty pumped. It's almost like like oh, a montage, on. but it is the it's on, but it's not. It's John Wick tearing up his basement floor to get his guns back. I'm telling you, I got pumped up. I'm like, yeah, you do it. You go. And I wanted to, I thought he was just going to go and start breezing He's going to tear apart his sister wife and a lot of his old friends in order to do the one big score that he wants with Gorilla Grot and Gorilla City in the freaking landfill of gold that they have underneath that city because lisa snart here the golden glider she is a social worker she is looking out for battered women and looking for like shelters and stuff we have kids because her and leonard were beat up when they were kids and stuff like that and abused and she wants to make sure this doesn't happen to anybody again so she is doing good work in the city and leonard's gonna show up with his fucking cockamamie idea because he doesn't want to be laughed at anymore and he's gonna ruin his sister's life again yeah yeah because she's trying to but help she's gonna people. go along with it yeah she is again she seems to kind of enjoy what she's doing, but maybe not as much. The weird thing is, and again, this is not in continuity. This is, I know this is black label stuff. I swear to God, and the timing doesn't make sense, but maybe I don't know. I swear to God that the woman and those kids had the last name of West. I, I'm telling you, I'm looking at them and I'm like, is this some deal of like, that's Jay's wife and what kids? What the hell is wrong with Because you? you end up where they even say, like they're going to say a name, but they say he found her at the shelter again. They have that red hair and she seems to have a connection. To Very odd. Very odd deal with that where I don't know what the play was. And as they walk away, you have Leonard there and like, oh, they remind you of us when we were kids. And yeah, whatever. And get away from me because they're not even allowed to talk to each other. No, That's the their probation and stuff in the pro. So they end up like, hey, and he's like, well, just listen to me. I just want to talk to my sister. Nobody believes that. No. The guy is sitting there with sunglasses on at night in a parka. We know what you're up to. Leonard. I mean, that's the thing. He is like 
two seconds away from just fully being <laughs> look at him he's got all the stuff and he says i got something you were always the best to get these deals going and get everything together i have this this will be the last plan thing ice like nobody lisa i need you back it's a cool he knows how to you know pry and try to get her now doing it becomes this, oceans 11 it we is. put together the team i mean we should have i mean really mick at the point should just say son of a bitch i'm in Oh, dude, I'm telling you, that's all I read. i like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. All I, and I hear the ding, ding, like that music going as they're collecting the team. And actually, I really like it. Where you have this about, you know, hey, okay, I'll listen to you, let's go. And she hears the plan. Now, when they go and recruit everybody, they're not really going to mention Gorilla Grot. Because if they do, they're not going to get anybody. It's no. the idea of one last score, one big deal. Now, I was afraid that you weren't going to like the idea of a trickster where he is doing weird magic trick type deals but he's also just grifting everybody because he's a guy who's i'm fine with that i thought it was hilarious the idea that he is this guy that everybody is older now but freaking james jesse has been getting plastic surgery still to try to look young so he can woo the old women out of their freaking money like it's it's dirty rotten scoundrels over here and it's the classic deal when he's going around like this where He's trying to be like the sexy young guy, but the young guy to the eighty-year-olds, and he's yeah, yeah. he's going to do whatever. He looks like Lance Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when he's doing this, I like this idea where what are you going to do? How are you going to get him? And it is funny when he ends up going to his his dressing room, and Leonard's there. And at one point, he's talking. He does pick up the, the rubber chicken. That made me giggle. But he ends up like, oh, I got all this money. I got cars for every day. What are you going to do? And all he has to say is, I'd love to, the idea of, man, you don't look anything over 40. 40? He gets all upset. But he said, you know, some good-looking young guy is going to come and just steal your deal, and you're not going to have nothing. And he's like, whatever. I'm not in. And he leaves. He's gone. He he is pretty funny. And again, when when I'm reading this, I think of it being a TV show. I think he's, at this point, the breakout character. He'd be hilarious because of the weird stuff that he thinks are tricks and things as he goes but it looks like he's out and he disappears and leonard's like oh, but crap. you know he's can't because we got to put the rogues back together now but because it is so much later and stuff like that and we have like uh weather wizard's dead and he used to be the muscle of the group when you have this and captain boomerang is dead so but when you're doing this whole thing and it really is in your face oceans 11 putting its band back together because you even has dev- designations for each chapter of getting everybody where you know the tricksters the con man and then we got to go talk to bronze tiger who I think is a weird choice for this, but the killer, because out of anybody you could use, anybody in the rogues, using Bronze Tiger out of nowhere feels so weird, even weirder than Magenta. I, I feel bad for Bronze Tiger, too, because he's there and he's doing self-defense classes. He is in connection with Lisa, which is weird, but you end up because if he's on that probation as well, but who knows? But the idea where... He's trying to do it. He can't even get a studio because of his background check. So that is the deal. It's the idea. There is no second chance or, you know, at this point would have been 80th chances. But these guys can't move on. They have to do this, especially. But now he, you could sit there and say, that'd be cool. He could get this gold and then he could have a studio. He's going to do it because what else is he going to do? Yeah, I don't know why people do stuff for money. And he says, <laughs> yeah, and he, well, he said, but it's a little more with Bronze Tiger. I think it's a little more, you know honorable what it seems like he's doing because he even says and i love it it's the killer and he's like listen i'm in as long as i don't have to kill anybody I'm like no 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 your designation is the killer i already saw it so you better watch out 
And uh, yeah, he ends up. In See, I feel way worse for Francis Kane Magenta here because she is still working with her bipolar, and also I'm, 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 the thing is, I'm trying to work out how it's actually said because people I think have like she was diagnosed at one point as bipolar to play up the whole magnetism angle as a joke, but it's more like a, a second identity for what she uses her powers that the magenta actually comes out, so it's a, a more violent personality, and she is trying to stay. Francis Kane, she's trying to stay on the up and up, and she's trying to take her pills to maintain her sanity here. She can't afford it. The insurance has gone up too high. There's like, you can't afford your drugs anymore. And she just needs this because all she wants in life is not to hurt people. And they said, oh, you can't afford not to hurt people, bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's it's bad. And when like, she ends you. up, and even then, like, she's desperate to this farm. Like, please, just give me one. And, just go to Wally and West. He can't He'll help do you. That. I know. But yeah, he ends up... Uh, She's going to change. She's going to have the problem. And you do have Lisa come in and pay for it. You see it. These are expensive. And she ends up paying. And then Magenta's not done. But I do like, too, where you see this. She takes the like right away. She has to or this is going to. So this isn't. Magenta was coming. And again, this is a thing that, you know, I have some issues sometimes like this with Tanya and her medication and things like that, where they end up like this pharmacist doesn't go full out, but it does end up feeling like. They're saying, oh, look at you. You're just a drug addict. When you end up having the medicine, it's nothing that anybody would abuse. This is just medicine to keep you sane, you know, to keep you on the deal. But but they end up like, oh, look at you, like in people getting mad and whatnot. And so I I end up where that is a little personal deal. And I like where she takes it and then just says, because she's not dumb. She's like, what's this all about? Like, That's what, the worst part on? because, you know, Magenta's the muscle here with her magnetism powers and stuff like that. Because she is a powerhouse, but the idea where, you know, good Lisa Snart here who's been spending the last 10 years trying to help battered women and families and just do the right thing. She pretty much brings her on here, but she there's no way that Francis can say no to this because you can make enough money where you never have to worry about you know, whether or not you can afford your you know pills again. I'm like, that's not fair. That's how dare you. You know, it's funny too and not funny. It's not fair. And the idea that you could think if it's you're really going to look into this. You would think that Lisa might have the opportunities to actually make it so that you could do this on the up and up. She is a social worker. There are yeah. programs. She might actually know how that she could. Okay, I'll get you on this program. You'll get your medication. She's not a normal rogue. Like she was on blacksmith's rogues and stuff like that. But she is not a normal rogue. She's not something that they usually work with. But with you know Weather Wizard being dead, they need new muscle. And I'm like, they don't care about you, Francis. You're not a part of their family. They're using you. That's the problem is Lisa ends up going like against everything that she's worked for to do this then to just get the muscle. And then you go off demolitions. This is pretty funny. I mean, you just have Mick there, heat wave, and he's just burning down. <laughs> he he never stopped. Everybody is trying to like do like you know things that are different than Super. He is burning things down for pay. Yep, pay, burning it down for pay and the thrills. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's a little this, a little that. Column A, column B, because you end up where you do have Leonard going like, hey, business or pleasure? Yeah, you know, a little bit. I of saw that. that mask at first though, and I didn't realize it was like heat wave. I thought it was Thrill Devil at first. It like, looked like it looks on? like Thrill Devil. We don't need Thrill Devil. So you end up the place is just burning, and they're standing there and like, what do you do? Oh, it's a law office insurance, you know, bit for me too. The uh, you know the FDCC, the uh, fire companies coming to do this, so they have to get going. But Leonard says, I want you to. I'm in. I'm <laughs> in. That's it. I'm in, you son of a bitch. Oh, man, I had a good speech. I, I know your speech. Whatever you're doing, I'm in. Skip let's to the get end. Get the hell out of there. And he's like, listen, let's skip to the end. And then they go off. And again, 
this reminds me of Amanda Waller gathering the Suicide Squad. They're all sitting in that auditorium. They're going to look at things and you're going to have jokes that they even say like, oh, my God, he's got a projector. This must mean real, uh, you know, crazy you know, stuff. He's not serious when he makes a slideshow. Yeah, <laughs> slideshow going. I do <laughs> like PowerPoint. And you have Mick there who's, you know, he's a little bit of a slide. <laughs> he's like whispering to McGeneral who doesn't want to be near him. And they're going through. And he's like, oh, here we go. This is it. You know what this is, guys? This is Africa. And we have all these things going on. And not a lot of capes at this point. And I want somebody to, like, get to it. What is this all about? And, oh, it's Gorilla Grodd. We're going to rob. And they're like, I'm out. <laughs> Everybody lets out. Like, you are crazy. You do have that classic Gorilla Grodd picture. Too. The thing is, the 70s pimp Gorilla Grodd looking with his button-down shirt and a freaking overcoat here that's, like, lump- leaping at the picture. And legitimately, you can get that. It's very similar to the Look exact rings. I had this for a Thank God it's Friday at one point. It's not quite as pimpy, but you still have the same deal. And they end up looking, and, and I love it, where they're all like, what? And Lisa's like, and uh-oh. So this time, James, James Jesse, the uh, trickster, is back in on this point. And with that, I just want to mention that. I'm glad you brought it up because he's a trickster. So he shows up, and Leonard goes, I thought you weren't interested. He goes, gotcha. Like, it was a trick. <laughs> and he goes, I'm like, oh, you're Ta-da. solid gold. You're solid gold. And then, you know, there he is, uppity guy, and like, hey, let's get the show on the road, please. And he's got a show later today. All these things going on with that. Once they find out Gorilla Grad, it's like, are you joking? Like, is this like to break the ice? Let's get the real plan here. And, no, 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 this is it. And basically then just says, you know, we, we need end one up more with, we need this. And we need the score. This is not, and he says, this isn't to send your kids to school. Look at us. We're a piece of crap, and we don't have anything, is, so... He's right, but this is like, as you're reading this, and you know the backstory, everybody else doesn't they think it's like, you know, at Rogue's Forever, we're a family, we need one big score to change our lot in life, but it's really just all about Leonard not wanting to get laughed at ever again. Yeah, he wants to do it, and he tries... It's all about respect, he tries, that's all it is. Yeah, he try, and again, this is what's funny, is that he's going to steal from Grodd, because Grodd was said that he just wants power, and it's not, like, it's actually the kind of the yin and yang, he's doing almost the same to Grodd himself, but you end up where, as they're doing, he does play the game of like, listen, we're not stealing everything. It's just enough. We're just going to go in there. We're going to grab this just enough for us to be not going to wake Smaug up. In yeah, and we're, out. Not, we're just going to get in and out. And that, that seems to be the thing. They're like, yeah, well, what's going on? Well, we need one more guy. We need Mirror Master. And you see, you know, classic deal. All right. But then when we go off, he's in a prison rehabilitation center, which I this thought is pretty much a rehab. Yeah, which the weird thing is, is the way that they say this. But when you look at it, there is a guard tower that and it threw me off at first because they have to break in. Look, sobriety is a real deal, Jim. When you have rehab, but then you have the SWAT team from hell show up to take you down. I'm like, this seems a little bit more. But OK, it's actually a criminal type rehab. He was hurt. He did get arrested. So he's off in this here. And they're going to break in. I do like the idea that Mick has his truck and he has to have the flame on. I'm like, this guy has a brand. He's not even pretending to not do things. And they go in. And then that's when they realize, oh, my God, he's in Which rehab. Which is funny for and- an idea because this is the Evan McCulloch, you know, uh, Mirror Master, the second Mirror Master. And we talked about earlier, this is Black Label. It's out of continuity. But they are playing very in continuity because even when Evan was Mirror Master and in the road and stuff like that, he had a terrible cocaine addiction. Ten years later, it has riddled his mind useless. And it's weird because Lisa Stark goes in there. It's like, Evan, hey, what's going on? I'm like, And even to the point, like, will you call me Sam? Like, he wants to be Sk- Sam Scudder, the original Mirror Master. It's like, oh, no. And I, I, and also, I don't know what we're playing with either because, you know, 
Evan McCulloch, I don't think, is in the regular continuity ever since the New 52 happened. And in the New 52, Sam and Lisa, they were dating and stuff like that. So I don't know if the idea is Evan wants to be Sam and actually, like, you want to pretend we're boyfriend, girlfriend? I thought it was weird. I thought it was like a creepy deal. Now, with that, what you're saying is played out really well here where, again, you're doing this and you're throwing these characters in this black label. You can do what you want. But yeah. Joshua Williamson is playing it pretty cool. Everything seems legit It in seems my legit. Mind. And yet... He's not going over the top to explain everything so much. So when you say, and maybe people are like, what the hell did Eric say? This guy was on cocaine. You actually have Captain Cold. Leonard says, you know he's here for, and does the snort deal. <laughs> Indiscretions to let them know why he's there. And it's such a subtle thing that you might miss it. And it's so hilarious to me where they're like, oh, shit, he did that. Okay. So they go in there and they end up where they have to break in. To this one section that's where they again trickster hey do your thing he's like oh i'm, I'm out of ling and when he does boom ta-da and i'm like oh he's so good and they go but they're they're weirded out by this of the idea of being in a rehab trying to get him out when they do well, see that the he idea is- because i'm not i'm not sure when the security is called here because you have them approach heat wave in the van which is never going to end good but when you have swat looks like swat vans coming in of like you know police and different security different things I don't know how it works out or if they were just found out because Magenta, she was using her power initially to wipe out the security feed so nobody could see him going in. But her, she didn't know how if she could control it. So I don't know if it's just that she fucked up. Security saw him on the cams and then called backup. It's weird. The other thing they say is the backup generator went and they said, oh, I thought you took that out. Maybe she just didn't. No, the thing is the backup generator came on and they're hoping that she wiped it out. She ended up taking down the regular stuff that was on the backup generator. Maybe she just didn't realize. She said, I thought I had it, but maybe that's... That's something that, you know, it's we it gotta kicks break on in. then. And yeah, so then you just have the SWAT I'm team come you, out. They're all, and this is the thing. It's, we have a break-in. And like I just like to think it's a normal maybe a celebrity rehab. Just a high-end fucking rehab. Because and when you have like, you know, here's seven armed guards who look like they're in the riot squad. I'm like, yeah, this is a little bit more than that. Here's the thing. That's why I said at the beginning when they get to this rehab, they really play it off like, oh, this is just a rehab. But you see that it is in a prison type deal because – you do have a super villain. I mean, if you want to say Mirror Master, whatnot, whatever. But he's there. They probably have a bunch of villains. This has to be a little bit security, you know, max security, whatever. So, we're, but it is a little. The thing that I think is funny is I can only imagine that Heat Wave, after they shine the light and say, "What the hell are you?" He's just doing donuts in the parking lot, trying to get away from these cars or something, and then speeds up to grab them as they're running out. And when they go to get Mirror Master, he's out of it, like you said. Uh, call me Santa. Hey, uh, you know, Black Bronze Tiger, you pick him up. Pick him up, Tiger. And you get that weird, like, eh, it really feels like you're saying bitch when you say cut. And, and Leonard says, if I was going to call you bitch, I'd call you bitch. Just pick him up, Tiger. And they start running. I do like the running style, though, again, of Trickster. He, I, I just like Shit. Trickster. Look at him as he's running, that crazy upward running as they go. But this is what I'm saying is, Mick then is being chased. He pulls him, just get the hell in. We're, we're in trouble, all this. And they do end up getting caught. And so they all end up, and I really thought. Hands yeah, up, get down. Did you think that Lisa was just going to get a shot here? Like that idea? Look, I, she, honestly, I, I didn't think that anybody was going to die. She's personally. coming at us. And I thought they were making that up well, kind of again, to be able to shoot. Thing, I had no idea what the hell they're talking about. She's coming right at us and stuff like that. It almost went back to South Park with Uncle Jimbo. They're coming right for us in this open fire. I'm like, I had no idea. Because I, who, even when you have it, like she's coming at us. It really does look to me like the freaking the machine gun this guy is holding is saying that. Yeah, he ends up, if you follow the deal, it kind of goes because he's behind the deal. 
I thought this was the idea where, you know, you pull somebody over and you want to kill him. You, hey, he's going for a gun and you just shoot him. And I thought she was going to get shot. And that's when you end up having Leonard full out Captain Cold. We see you know the what, gun. You know what he says when he draws his gun? What does he say? Absolute zero. Oh, my God. Not Mr. Yeah, Freeze. He's not going to say freeze. That's why I didn't say it, you jerk. But you end up where I like this, too, where. He needs to make sure because once they see Mirror Masters, all that they're like, This isn't gonna work. We can't do this. What's not? So he has to up the end. So now basically they're accessories to murder. And he, they're they're stuck. Oh, no, everybody's in now. Yeah, they're like, stuck. Again. They have to be in. And then Leonard has to have this whole moment. We've all gone soft. The whole thing. And he is up the ante. He is not he is done being laughed at, and he will kill anybody. He, like he is up the rogues game right now, going beyond just the idea of blue collar thieves, workers and stuff like that where he's going to murder anybody that gets in his way for the way that he's felt and the way he's been treated for the last 10 years. He needs to find his own power. Yep. He and needs to get his yeah, power back. Yeah, and he says, you got soft and then has but to... But too bad, like always, he needs people to be on his side to do that. He's not a one-man crew. He needs his friends and family because whether he knows it or not, the thing is, he can't find his power on his own. The power that he has is based on everybody else who's around him, and he's going to treat them like shit but not realizing that. Yeah, and the thing that I thought here, because really... He is, he froze all these, you Captain know, Captain Cold guards. wasn't the name that people feared the rogues Ooh, were. Yeah. And so he's, he's just killing these guys. He's, you know, smashing them in half and things like that. And I actually, I thought, and he says, no, Renikov's going to stop us. And I really would have thought the play would have been that he starts like yelling at things that would have been what he yelled at his boss and things. And then they realize like, what the hell? But he ends up, he's upset and he's going. They're in. Lisa, at the point, says, just stop, please. We're in. I mean, you got it. Because he said, before you would have gotten a slap on the wrist maybe about this. But now now you're done. You're with me. You have to go. And then they do get on board enough to at least have somewhat of a hero's walk at the end. But they, they all look. Magenta looks like, what the hell did I get into? And again, we say Magenta. This is just poor Francis Kate. She doesn't deserve this. You even have, you know, Ron Sanders. What the crap but they're, they're in I said now no killing yeah and they're in and i like where it's like you know he's the one like you said he's the one like stepping up to be proud of this and this is going to show them the rest of them are like what the hell we got because he's we're the rogues i like the little symbol there and next stop little city so they're going to go off oh god you're going to get killed to be <sighs> continued and i did look because i saw luke hollywood like this first issue but he was worried that because Black Label, the schedule, as long as they keep the schedule, this will just come out once a month, the next two oh, nice. months. So you don't have to worry about it. Oh, I got to wait three months. I or hate whatever. those freaking ones. I like do them too. Del- I don't want to call them delays. Just the scheduling for all these oversized Black Label books just take forever to come out and everybody's going to lose interest and it loses some momentum. Yeah, yeah. So I like that this will just be, and it's three issues we're in. I liked it a lot. I liked the I idea liked okay. of seeing, I liked it. I gave it an 8.8. I liked it that much. And I liked the art more than you. I thought that you had some cool, like funny humor, but in a, you know, a darker feel with it, the yeah. idea. And I really felt for Leonard. But again, it's one of those guys who the only way he can think of getting respect and making him he's just going to do bad things. And that's a shame. But, you know, he doesn't want to be looked on as a jerk and whatnot. So he, he's it's, you know, he's Captain Cold, motherfucker. It's, you know, walking tall or, you know, one of those movies where he's just had enough and he's going to yeah. end up doing this stuff. So. Uh, what would you give me? Uh, uh, again, I'm not a huge fan of the art, but it works well for what it's doing here, especially being a black label book. The rogues getting together where they are. It's it's a fine story, but a lot of it I found to be almost cl- – it's not cliche, it's cliche but it's, it's on the verge of being cliche, like Ocean's Eleven getting the band back together, getting the like the, all the, the heist of men together. And it's like, the, here's the con man, the killer, the muscle. And I'm like, 
it's fine because it's the rogues. And I like this. The idea of a geriatric rogues is fun to me for how it's working. So I enjoy what we're getting here. It's just a lot of it. Like, you know, I kind of wanted more for what the story was, but I was still having a good time with it. And I still look forward to what we're going to get out of this. But go in the Gorilla City. That's a stupid plan no matter what. But 7.5 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I really liked it. And the idea of this, too. Where you even talked, and I was starting to think of things, of the whole rogues, the family aspect, whatnot. They do end up adding Magenta and Bronze Tiger, who are like the better of the, you know, they're not really, really bad. I mean, Magenta is a killer. I don't know, what that I know but about. he's trying to just be a good guy and is actually giving, you know, lessons for women. Yeah. So if they're going to get beat up and you're replacing. But they, they are like outliers. They do not belong. That's here. the thing. You're replacing Boomerang. And Weather Wizard with those two, and I scumbags. think I think that's going to cause problems. You can't replace good uh, scumbags with these good Speaking people. Marco, so, scumbags. And, uh, yeah, so I think that that might be. I mean, the weird weak link might be the idea. You got Magenta, They're especially. Too They're for too you good for you, fucks. Yeah, and I, I'm worried because you do have to feel the worst for Magenta, like you said. I mean, she's trying to do better, and it's one. Th- she, it's not a decision for her. She is what she is, and she's trying to keep from getting. You know, by all that stuff, right? And she just can't. She needs the money, and really, they're using her. So I feel bad for that. But my my gem is Trickster, who makes me laugh so much. And Stand I, out for you. I love when he's going into his room, his room, and and you have the. I mean, these ladies are eighty five years old. He's like, see you later tonight, darlings. I'm like, oh, he's so you're charming. So, you're such a piece of crap. Oh my god! But I do like when he shows up, and he's like, gotcha. <laughs> Everything's gonna be that, and I want to. It's keep funny it being because I, I have so many side thoughts when reading books like this, where you have you know the rogues ten years later. What are they up to now? I'm like, where's Axel at? What's he up to? Yeah, as the yeah, trickster? really, yeah. So we'll have to see. And the mirror, then again, hopefully, Mirror Master kind of gets all. You know, he's drugged out. They have him on something going on. He kind of goes up. Who knows what he's gonna be after? I think his mind's just fried. Honestly. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if he kind of comes. They do say he's doped up with whatever, so maybe he'll get a little more. But it. you can't trust. I mean, he's he is fried out and all that. So we'll have to can't see. Trust the drug. We'll have to see the deal. So I, I did like it. But yeah, that's the end of the thank uh, Garad. It's Friday. A little bananas talk. And the thing is, we are going to find Garad next issue. So it even ties into thank Garad. It's Friday. Yeah, it does. We'll have to put it on here. Everybody's going eight, but you better go read comic now. But that is it for the show. Thanks, everybody. Just to let everybody know the deal, go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we have reviews for these two issues that we talked about and plenty more each week. Also, go to our Instagram, Weird Science Comic, and then finally go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Weird Science. And the big thing of this here is that next week is an annuals week. We end up having a fifth week of the month. And when we do that, we get a little low act and all the shows, including this one, will be on the Patreon. Patreon only So you special. have to go to the Patreon, sign up for as little as a dollar to listen to all those and have, you know, whatever. Just a dollar? For the whole month. Just a you dollar can't even for buy that. a cup of coffee for I that. I know. Just think of that. I mean, you don't have to go to Gorilla City and get bananas or doing anything. You just need a dollar. So you can go and you'll be able to listen to You don't to. even need all the gold of Gorilla City to nope. listen. And so even with that later on, as the month goes on too, we end up putting out our regular show. It comes out a day early, all these things. And you, you have benefits. Each level, you get more shows, including our weekly spotlight, which we talked about earlier in the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Uh-uh. This week, they picked for that exclusive spotlight only on the Patreon. They ended up picking the Teen Titans Academy, 
and also the Wonder Girl Trial of the Amazons issue that we end up having the continuation of the War for Three the Wonder Girl and the one? Trial of the Amazons. Yeah, so you can hear us talk about that and plenty more. All that all wrapped up in the one, but that is that. Check out the show notes, as I said. And yeah, talk to us and let us know what you think of all these things. Also, go read comics, Eric. But what do we say at the end of this hell? Thank God it's Friday podcast. In a world full of chimps, make sure you go ape. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.